you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. What the hell? What are you? The last queen. We listen for the children. They are silent. Follow. The machines come and take them to war. They die alone. Silent. Far away. The Reapers did this to you? Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy do, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from Deep Space. I'm, and this I messed is you up. episode number 54. Like, as you said, howdy do? Yeah, I did, yeah. And now we're in, now, now we're in now Deep Kurt Space. Now is just like, yeah, we're in Deep Space. Uh, we've been in deep space for a while, but uh, yeah. So this is episode number fifty-four. Today we are going to continue talking about the um, some of the side quests that maybe or maybe don't, but they absolutely will have you run into some of the characters from Mass Effect Two, oh, since they aren't really integral to the rest of the plot uh, in uh, in Mass Effect Three. At least not these characters. You know, I mean, we've had Thane uh, show up and play his part. We had Morden show up and play his part. Um, and now we're kind of running into just to check in. We did uh, Jack and Jacob last time. Uh, and so we'll see who we're going to run into this time. Uh, but before we get to that, I have a tweet that I need to address uh, from a good friend of the show, Bud Ness, who tweeted at us uh, catching up at squ- on uh, squad goals only on episode 45. But do uh, Wookiee BH and the guys ever learn that Ashley is not a major like Caden, but rather a lieutenant commander? And my response was, I'd say we just did. So yeah. thank you for the tweet, bud. Um, well, yeah, I was all excited back uh, oh. to be like, yeah, we'll call him the major because you know they're they're both majors. And then yeah, like yeah. Ashley's not a major. I, I must have been uh, tired during that episode because I do not remember you telling that you're going to call him the major. Because uh, would have realized to double check of that. I think I just ignored it or something. I, I also don't remember this, but I wouldn't have known better, honestly. Like, I just, I always forget that Ash is military, or is uh, army, not, I mean, they're all military, but she's army, not navy. Well, well okay, funny, I think it's the other way around, because I think major is army, and lieutenant commander is navy, which is weird. Wait, so. what? But, okay. It's it's the no, future. Like, they switch things around. Alliance, okay. Like, fleet has, like, admirals and stuff. That's That's definitely yeah. navy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's weird is that because these games all came out in 2012 mm-hmm. and not 2018 ish, I guess 2017, 2018, uh, it's the Navy and not the Space Force. 
Yeah. Well, maybe in the future they disbanded well, the Space Force because it's silly. Well, it's more along the lines like a lieutenant commander is, is a the Navy and the and a Coast Guard for the U.S. and a major is for the Air Force. And so is actually Coast Guard. Is that what you're saying? Could possibly be. It's just interesting. It's it's technically the same rank. <laughs> lieutenant commander and major are the same rank. They're just different names. Right. I'd like to know how Coast Guard winds up on Eden Prime. Like that mm-hmm. seems a bit. That seems a bit out of their jurisdiction. <laughs> I mean, other planets have shores. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so thank you for the correction there, bud. Uh, we will note that going forward. Although at this point now. I think I might have uh, made it worse at this point. Also true. Yeah, also I true. think also for, uh, for both me and you, Nick, we've been having Caden and he's been saying major for the longest time. And we haven't played with Ashley in a while. I think Chip's the only one who has Ashley still alive in their playthrough, so I don't even think I about do, it. I do, but we don't like hang. I mean, she just we just don't hang. Yeah. yeah. Like there there is a talking point in the game where they discuss like, oh, you finally made it above uh, your previous rank, your lieutenant commander. So she broke Which the is Williams like a big curse. deal for her. Because her fame her, her like her family was blackballed because I think it was her grandfather surrendered at Shangxi. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems like it was the right thing to do, but like, yeah, it was like a big deal for her to like get, you know, be able to move up the ranks and, and everything. And I just like, I, I have aliens to talk to. I'm sorry, Ash. <laughs> and that's why she doesn't like the other aliens because Shepard's spending all his time and attention on them instead of her. She does get huffy about Liara pretty specifically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, to be fair, it's like, really? I'm losing to the, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, Liara has her moments of uh, not being uh, completely equally minded, which we'll get to. That's very but, fair. But uh, yeah, so let let's go ahead then, and uh, let let's get into the well. There's the two quests that we want to get to today. The first one is back when we had Rex on the ship. Uh, back at the same time that Victus is like, hey, my son's got a bomb you got to go take care of, you know, go deal with all that and watch him die. Um, Rex pulls you aside and he's like, hey, we sent out a group of Krogan scouts to check on what's going on with the Rachni because we had some weird signals coming from there and they never came back. So go find this missing Krogan scouts in the Rachni space and let us know what's going on. And, you know, Shepard being the good guy that he is, uh, goes and does that. So let's hear about what happens when Shepard and the company go to uh, investigate the missing Krogan scouts in the Rachni space. Shepard heads to the planet Utuku in the Ninma cluster. They are searching for missing Krogan scouts sent to investigate the Rachni. On landing, Shepard is greeted by Grunt, who is now the leader of Arlak Company, the Krogan team also sent to locate the scouts. Scans show the caves converge on a central point. Grunt expects to find a Rachni nest. As they investigate the base camp, Grunt notes that half the base seems to have been thrown into a hole. Shepard gets a little too reckless navigating the structures and falls into the hole with part of the camp. Shepard is forced to explore the tunnels to find a way out. As Shepard proceeds through webbing and past dead scouts, they encounter spore pods and find a flamethrower to ignite them. Shepard finds cables that look like Reaper technology and eventually has to fight husks and ravagers. Grunt, meanwhile, is leading Arlac Company against ravagers outside the tunnels. Shepard lowers a Reaper barrier and Grunt is able to reunite with Shepard. 
Hunt and Arlac Company stay back to hold off the Ravagers while Shepard enters the main cavern, finding the Rachni Queen. Queen explains, through the corpses of the Krogan scouts all around, that after honoring her agreement with Shepard, she departed through the relay, and eventually the Reapers came and abducted her and modified her children. Shepard must choose to let her go or leave her to die. Grunt arrives as a Ravager swarm is incoming. Grunt stays behind to hold them off while Shepard heads for the shuttle. Grunt tackles the Ravagers off a cliff. Before Shepard can depart, a bloody Grunt hobbles up and is able to board the shuttle. So, how excited were you guys that Grunt was back? Very. Uh, very, very I, oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at this with like sort of happiness and optimism. This is one of my least favorite missions in the game. Not not because like the <laughs> really? mission is bad. Like, <laughs> this is one of my favorite missions in the game. <laughs> It's, you're gonna come, wait, wait, I gotta go back here. You're gonna come at this with happiness and optimism because this is one of your least favorite missions in the game. Yeah, and I'm trying to like glass half full it, right? So like the mission is fun. Hanging out with Grunt is really fun. Um the story content of this mission kind of is not good. And it, it drags it down for me. That's kind of fair. I guess I don't really explain too much of what happened to the Rachni Queen and like why I should really like just been like Everything is just robots now. Okay. Yeah. I think like this is when people like criticize Mass Effect 3 and are like, oh, your choices don't matter and uh, the red, green, blue and all that stuff. Like, I, I mean, I think this is one of the worst emblems of that because like, did you save the Rachni Queen? Yes or no? Kind of doesn't matter a lot here. I mean, you get like some, some war assets, but it, it doesn't make a big difference in this mission. And that, that sucks. Well, it does make a difference, just a little different than like what we expected. Because if if you don't yeah. save the Rachni Queen, they're still they still somehow the Reapers find another Rachni Queen, right? They, they yeah, but that's never that's never good. You don't want to have you know Oscar Isaac being like somehow the Rachni Queen returned. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like content wise, like it's a really cool mission. I I enjoy you know like going through the mines or it's not mines, but going through the caves and like there's a good tense atmosphere and grunt is there, which is awesome. And you get a sweet flamethrower for most of it. It just like, so mostly it's good. Mostly it's a good mission. Yeah, and the, the flamethrower the is very good and can destroy almost everything. Good. Like barriers don't matter. Armor gone. Shields, I mean, you know, yeah, they, one of those, they put <laughs> out all those eggs just so you could flamethrower them. I, I, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I like, too, how they set up uh, that you find the one message, or it may even be that uh, Grunt tells you, uh, but they're like, oh, yeah, like the advanced scout team that went in into the caves, they intentionally brought extra weapons knowing they were going to die just so they dropped them so that, like, whoever came afterwards would be able to pick them up and use them. Like, and so this way it's like, oh, there's actually like a lore reason why you're finding these flamethrowers, like, just randomly around the cave right by a clutch of eggs that you need to then burn. Uh, no, it's it's very well done. It's like, yeah, yeah like you, you know, are you an arsonist? Do you want to burn some shit? Like, this is your mission. Do you just really sad about this? Mission I definitely anymore? didn't light a pizza box on my parents' stove on fire on accident when I was a kid. Uh huh. Anyway, arson. It's cool. But I kind of find like this mission's kids kind of sad when you get near the end of it because you get like one of the last scouts you get to find out is Char. Yes, and he is one of the yeah. guys, the, the, the Krogan poet. 
I missed that. I I got his thing. I got uh, his little message to, that you have to deliver to his wife. But like, I completely missed that he was there because you even said like, did you did you guys see Char on uh, on on the Rackney thing? And I was like, no, I didn't. And then I went and visited his wife, and uh, like it was like I had was, like, had the option to give her the things. I was like, okay, cool. And then you got to hear his final poem. Like, yeah, that was very sad. It's like a little bit of a blink and you'll miss it because you you just kind of find him, and if you're and you're kind of in the middle of some other stuff, so. Yeah, well, the, the name drop, and we say it's a Krogan, and you realize when you look at it, it's, oh, wait, this is Char. Oh, shit. Well, it's kind of ironic that you, you run across Char on the mission with the flamethrower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very fair, but it's also, imagine the, the, the little mechanic of poetry is the one who's dragging his body and his friends with their weapons just so the next people can take things down. Well, the thing about Char, too, is that I mean, he never struck you as the militant type of Krogan. I mean, he was the exception to everything you knew. Him, him and every uh, Krogan scientist that you run into, according to Rex. Yeah. But, yeah, but like, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense that here's this guy. Like, all he wanted to do was go back to Tchanka and start a family with his Asari wife. And who did not enjoy Tchanka, by did, the way. Yeah. And, you know, and then he gets stuck in, uh, you know, in the middle of Rachni space as a, you know, as, as a, a, you know, some kind of grunt or Marine. Well, and you know, he winds up getting taken out. Well, it makes kind of sense. Cause like he literally was like the last part you see on, on mass effect two is them on Tachanka. So we in, in a Rex's camp. So he'd be working with close with them. So it's probably when his plans being attacked, being things being going things, he wants, he probably was one of the first to volunteer to try to protect his, uh, his wife, and his kid. Yeah. Did they have a kid at this point? I don't Is know if they actually had, I, I think they're okay. trying to. I don't know if it actually happened, but they're trying I, at least. I, think. I have but, so but, many but, questions but, about how we're sorry have children, which will never be answered. That'll be Mass Effect 5, Son of Char. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of sad that they didn't, um, and I don't know why they would. Like, there's, there's a bunch of Krogan in Andromeda, which, you know, if we get there, we get there, but... Um, I was definitely a little sad that like the the Krogan in Andromeda didn't have like a tighter connection to the Krogan that you knew in the Mass Effect games. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have to talk about Andromeda when we get to Andromeda, assuming we get to Andromeda. Because, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't uh, yeah, hmm. they do actually have a. She is pregnant. Oh, so oh, he, does leave behind, he does also leave behind tough. a child. She can go hang out with Michael and Rebecca and like put their kids in daycare together. <laughs> that makes more sense when I think about his poem. He writes, does mention building their house out of his bones to protect their child. Yeah, now it does. It does. It's really, I really like his poetry because it reminds me of like 15 year old theater club goth poetry. Yeah. Um, very goth. <laughs> it's, it's good. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a little silly and I like it. Yeah, that that feels about the level of like what the Krogan society as a whole should be producing. Yeah, pretty pretty much angsty teenage, uh, you know, like you said, kind of goth and and uh, you know a lot a lot of like like you said bones and blood and, mm -hmm. and kind of violent imagery. Yeah, that that's about where they are. Nick, the world is darkness. Yes, yes, well, it is. That's because it's where we record at night, so that makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, if only it's it's seven forty-five here. The sun in Seattle will not go down for another hour, probably two hours. Yeah, so you you've got time, then you can go enjoy the Plenty enjoy your, your your late evening. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine Seattle's always in darkness, but 
No, there's, oh yeah, no, it totally is. Don't come here. It sucks. So <laughs> not going to talk about the very, it, to be fair, it's like six to eight weeks of summer that are, are very good, but it's kind of cloudy for a lot of the rest. Like Tachanka. So when I did this mission <laughs> back in the day, uh, this was like the very first mission, I think like outside of like the main storyline, like as soon as I, you know, I, you know, I did the other missions or whatever. And I, like, I saw like, as soon as Rex was like, Hey, I, I got this Krogan thing to do. I'm like, yes, maybe I can go get a Krogan squad mate. If I go, you know, on the Krogan mission. Right. And I had no idea. Cause I, you know, I'm, I was playing this back, you know, I hadn't really, I wasn't looking at a playthrough or anything. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I'm like, yeah, we'll go there. Grunt shows up. I'm like, awesome. Grunt's back. He's going to join me on the Normandy. It's going to be cool. And then you get to the part where he's, you know, like Shepard's like, okay, we got to move for it. And Grunt's like, I'll stay, in, you know, I'll stay back and hold off the, the Rachni. And then he tackles a Rachni off a cliff. And I'm just like, what? And like, they even gave him like the sad, uh, like the, like the, the, the sad, uh, Mass Effect music, if I recall correctly. They did, yeah. Like, they're playing it like, oh, like they just killed Grunt. Like, what's going on? And then well, on he does get that. Hmm? It's on purpose because a lot of times, if you didn't do things right, he is dead. Yeah. Really? If yeah. you don't like do his loyalty mission and he somehow survives anyway, he's dead. Huh. Yeah. Oh, cuz I I totally I mean I bought into it. I was like, wow, he's and then he shows up completely covered in blood, just like kind of like limping along a little bit. I'm like, yeah. And now he's going to join me on the Normandy and then he didn't. I was like, well, you should have died. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. Ouch. I disagree. There's some cool parts of Grunt later, so you know. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll oh, yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, it's apropos of nothing, but uh, Nick was blowing up the the chat uh, last night at like, oh, it had to be like midnight here. So, like 3 a.m. Oh, your yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. It was really late. <laughs> finally got to the part I was waiting for you to get to. Uh, so, yeah, no, there's, there's like a little bit more grunt out there, but I'm, I'm with you, Nick. Like, I, it's weird to me that they didn't have a Krogan squad made in this game. I mean, you get James, who is, about as Krogan as a human can be. Um, but it's just not the same. Well, like with most of your party members, besides Garrus, like you don't you don't have a Solarian party member anymore. You have Tally, yeah. but it's like they got rid of some of the other really, really alien aliens out of your party. Yeah, there's no uh there's no Drell, right? Because Thane is is in hospital. <laughs> um yeah. well yeah, well I think part I mean I mean pretty much everybody in this game except for Everybody in this game, I feel like, with the exception of what, like Liara and James and uh, uh, and Edie, mm-hmm. like, and I guess technically Javik, but like Javik was DLC, so like you could kind of not get him, and like yeah. Garrus and Tally, like, you know, like I don't know if Garrus can die in this game, but they could have died in the prior game. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, you could very easily have like almost no aliens in the playthrough, even even you know Caden or Ashley, like they you know, as we talked about, like you can kill them in the Udina mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're like, you accidentally shoot Katie. You're like, Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. And they're like, no, you kind of did though. <laughs> did it on purpose. We'll get to it in the, uh, when we talk about Citadel, but there's, there's a great video of like the saddest Citadel playthrough where you have like four people there. <laughs> they just put the sad mass effect music the whole time yeah pretty much it's it's and it's rough it's like Edie, uh james Ayara, oh boy joker shockless joker yeah that, shockless yeah, I don't is think it, not there no like it's it is like four people like it's rough yeah. why is it chocolate have- invited that's weird i didn't realize that if anybody drinks too much 
then yeah, like Dr. C would have been great. Like, yeah, here, hydrate. Yeah, yeah. Get your, uh, you know, get your electrolytes up. <laughs> All right. Love it. Yeah. That, uh, I look forward to getting to that DLC at some point because that's, uh, that's definitely going to be fascinating. Yeah. I think the DLC parts do fix some of the lack of aliens because they give you some more temporary alien squad mates for the DLCs. So that makes it a little more fun. But a lack of additional this new, like, I'd like to have, like, just a head around here or something. <laughs> right that should be dlc that's like you do a mission where you have to partner with like a hanar and an elcor and then maybe at some point you get a volus in your party like all the all the background aliens you get a pijack you have a pijack as a party member like, <laughs> they, they figure out how that's gonna work they could be bait like he could be bait exactly that could even be his name just bait <laughs> just, <laughs> after you like murdered all those pijacks on tuchanka i don't know i don't know or was I that just me that played the, the, the pijack shooting game this game does a very good job of having you murder people and then work with somebody, uh, you know, as far as like Legion with uh, the Geth and uh, okay, that's all I can think of right now. But well, I mean, you shoot, you kill a lot of Krogan, you kill a bunch of like Turians who are working for like the various gangs, you kill, you know, Shepard's very indiscriminate in who he kills. There's so, a lot, yeah, of, you know, a lot he, of humans, a lot of humans. Yeah. Kill a lot of pijacks, you know. So what? Mm-hmm. Everyone else, we didn't mention, we, we didn't mention any Batarian squad members. Yeah, throw them in there. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, okay. I this is not germane, but I have to. So I I did a little bit of uh, the quick googling. Uh, it turns out in the Systems Alliance, major ranks above lieutenant commander. Like they both are ranks. Huh. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I guess they they update that in the future. I guess. I guess I mean, it's a new branch of the military, but I don't know. So, so Ashley still can't get up to Caden's rank. Seemingly, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because they both become specters anyway. So at that yeah. point, you just be like the specter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now that they're just throwing that title around willy nilly, they're like, just, yeah, we're all going to be dead from the Reapers. Everybody gets to be a specter. I was, I mean, because like I, I was sitting here racking my brain, like, wait, are they Navy? Are they Marines? Are they Army? Like, what? What is and Navy? Is the one where? uh your lieutenant commander instead of uh mm-hmm. major, major right but like anyway so the apparently they major. are space force they're like they renamed the space force <laughs> the systems alliance and they so, have uh, weird ranks and they combined all the other ranks together so to make everything confusing even though the space force actually just uses it looks like air force uh ranks anyway I, so back to back to grunt and and the rack knife <laughs> so. yeah no it's it's a it's a it's a fun little mission. The flamethrower is fun. Yeah, uh, grunt. You know, as I said, grunt. Uh, grunt surviving is it was a cool moment. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize that. Oh, like he could actually not come back from that. So he can. Yeah, that makes a little more sense then. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's all like sort of pathos laden. Uh, him, you know, being the last the last man out kind of thing. I just I just and and I don't think. I think I killed the Rack Knight Queen in like a one like ultra renegade playthrough. And I think that's where I remember this mission just being like, wow, this is, this is the same damn thing. Except it's yeah. a robot Rack Knight Queen. Like it's a, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one that will betray you if you, if you really, if you don't destroy it. Yes. Them. Yes. So, oh, so you have, to, so if you destroy the Rack Knight Queen the first time, you have to destroy the Rack Knight Queen. You don't have the to. Second time. You can. Well, you don't have to, but like you said, but you just said it'll betray you if you don't. It will, yeah. yeah. And it, you lose like a crap ton of galactic readiness, like a hundred points or something. Uh, yeah, it's bad. 
Um, which like, but like, it's so obvious. Like, so you, you get there, there's like the recreated, you know, non-original Rachni queen. And then the Rachni queen's like, no, totally like save me. I'm not going to be evil. I promise. I swear. And, and, Hmm. Not to put too fine a point on it, but you got to be kind of dumb at that point to like keep that Rachni okay. queen alive. Like you, you killed the original, and now you're like, well, hmm, okay. Maybe you feel bad. Like maybe I shouldn't have killed that one. Maybe I should spare this one. I'll get, okay, I'll give you a chance this time. Yeah, but I realize you already screwed up. But I mean, the game like hits you over the head. Like, oh, the Reapers like created this rac- this version of the Rachni queen, and then you're like, well, you know. Let bygones be bygones. Like, what are you doing? You killed the original. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Well, you know what? Shepard could have done a lot of growing in between uh what, midway through Mass Effect One yeah. and now uh, you know, like the the first third of Mass Effect Three. So, you know, going going through a relay on a suicide mission might change your perspective on some things. That's Maybe. fair. That's fair. And lose you some readiness. Right. One thing I find interesting, though, uh, talking to the original Rachni Queen, is that she uh, she tries to reason with Shepard, and she's like, "Look, if you free us, the Reapers won't control us anymore, and we'll be free to work with you." And I noticed that, and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" Like, okay, so you've been hanging out, you got all this Reaper tech around you, you've been you know abducted by the Reapers, and they've done stuff to you. Shouldn't I have to worry about indoctrination with you? Like, and that doesn't come up at all. So I'm wondering, like, Arachni, because of their, like, song, mm-hmm. and, I guess, whatever sort of mental connection that they seem to have amongst them, are they somehow immune to indoctrination? Or, or maybe it immune is not the right thing, but maybe it affects them differently. Because, like, I, go, going back to the first Arachni queen in, in Novaria, like, she talks about, like, the song being corrupted. Yeah. So, like, I well, guess I'm maybe indoctrination sure. just hits them differently? Hmm. They didn't really I, I go much so. too much into this to let it know because, like, I think the previous Ragnars were slightly controlled by the Reapers to start the war earlier, or at least mess with enough. But it doesn't seem like to fully control them. They can just at least suggest things or block out certain s- signals and make things not work out so well. That's a good point, and yeah, I don't know. Like when the Reapers come and and mess with this batch of Ragnar, they sort of physically modify them seemingly yes um but it's not clear that they did that uh like Curtis said it's it's not clear to me that they did that in the original Rachni war so i'm not i'm not sure i think the game is kind of fuzzy about this well i i mean i think it makes sense in that like this game you're constantly exposed to new versions of uh you know familiar races that have been like reaperfied because really you know up until you know, up until well, in Mass Effect One, you you see the husks, and after, if anything, you think the Geth are doing that to the husks. It takes you all to realize, like, oh no, like actually, the husks are a Reaper thing. Yeah. And then in Mass Effect Two, you get the Collectors, and you find, oh, that's Reaperfied Protheans. And now Mass Effect Three, all of a sudden, we're getting the the Brutes and the yeah. the Marauders and the Cannibals, and uh, you know, then some other stuff we're going to talk about in a little bit. And and now you get the the Rachni version. What is it? The Ravager they're called, I think. The other Ravager. And yeah, yeah and and. Frankly, they don't look anything like, like I would see that and I would not think it's Arachnon. I think even then, like when you first encounter one and I, I'm going to assume that this sequence plays out the same, whether it happens during the uh, Tuchanka missions or whether it happens here, because you could have done this mission before uh, you do the Tuchanka stuff where you also see the Ravagers. Uh, but like when you first encounter it and he's like, there's Arachnon DNA in there. That's Arachnon because it looks nothing like Arachnon. If anything, it reminds me more like the Klixen. 
where they've they, they've got like some kind of like fire. Well, it almost looks like they're, they're they got some like fire ch- chamber or something, and they, they're very explosive. Like uh, to me, they were, I, I felt more that they were more like the clicks in it. And as like as Ragnar, I didn't get an impression of Ragnar. Like Ragnar, I mean, I remember that one sequence when you're getting out of Novaria, you got to run through the room of Ragnar. Like you can't take them all out; you just got to blitz through there. And like this, nothing with the Ravagers feels anything like that. No, they really don't look like the like the Ragnar at all. No. They've been heavily modified. I mean, the mm, brutes don't really look like. I mean, I guess they're like a, like Krogan plus. Uh, yeah, they, but they don't, don't ever. They do if you squint. I guess they kind of you, yeah. Yeah, you, you can kind of. Well, I mean, even then, like as far as I mean, well, the Marauders look like Turians because they they you know they kind of fray out the fur yeah, or whatever. Yep, like yep. They, you see that. I didn't place the cannibals as Batarians until you mentioned it, um, but that makes sense like you you, you yeah, have like the four eyes kind of, like yeah they've got like yeah kind of a batarian face yeah. but yeah I, yeah i think most yeah, of the races but, they don't really point out what race they are recognize really the only ones they just say like oh that must be rather recognize yeah it's in the codex just read the codex no i mean like actually like in game like when you're flame the game right, the codex yeah. yes but also remember guys the codex is narrated on the primary parts yes yes it is but but yeah, my my one thing though is uh, what after you do this mission, like you you know, because again, like I went, I freed the Rack Night Queen, I let her off again, and then I get the the message from Rex at the end of this, like you know, like does Rack Night better not you know turn on us again? And it's like they didn't turn, they technically didn't turn on you. They got converted by the Reapers, like that happens. Like that's they really like, just got got kidnapped and was like forced forced to give birth, and the the births were just ro- roboticized. It's like yeah, like, yeah. like I'm not blaming the Rack Night for this, but everybody else is. <laughs> yeah even Shepard when yeah. he first meets the Rack Knight kind of blame like why'd you do that it's like dude what what are you talking about like we we got yeah we, like we got invaded and taken over what do you want I mean, like, yeah. like, like complaining the humans are out all the husks and everything or, you right know? right like, how'd why'd you I... let yourself get taken prisoner <laughs> why did you just not do that <laughs> how many times has has Shepard had things where he gets taken prisoner he gets like just uh, ambushed or whatever like just don't get captured yeah. Uh, right. yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. O- overall, this is a nice little mission. As I said, you get to see Grunt again. Grunt's got some good lines. What is it? I don't need luck. I have ammo. Right. Yeah. And they, and even even then, he's like you know you know he, he's got a few lines where he he it was back and forth with Shepard. I feel like Grunt's got more personality here. Well, no, I shouldn't say more personality. Grunt's a little more playful here than he is like he's so angry in mass effect 2 and he's just like oh i just want to punch the wall over and over again like Ugh. i mean and, I think and now, he's doing and i get like he's matured a little bit so like yeah. he's kind of like lost the edge but he 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 fit he feels a little bit more like rex in that way like where he's got banter with shepherd yeah whereas before his banter was all like angry angry grunt and yeah. now it's like oh no he's actually well, he's, like he's got used to you know, fitting like, in with his kind and getting used to being a krogan and knowing what he is it's krogan puberty yeah. yeah, I still like how he uh, he got used to his squad and stuff. Like, like he's supposed to be he's part of the, he's a leader of the elite Krogan squad. A lot of them did not like the fact that a tank born was leading them. So he like one of them got to his face and he just basically bashes him in the head. Yeah, gets knocked out. He's like, pick that guy up. Yeah, we'll meet him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he, he definitely it, and it's really a shame that you don't then see Grunt anymore because it, I, I think you're right. Like his character is a little more interesting. He's he's actually, you know, leading a company. Like he's, he's, he's got responsibility. 
Yeah, he's got responsibility. He's like he's like a big boy now, and then he's a very big boy, and then you hang out with him for like a mission, and then he's I don't yeah. know off to the crucible or something. Like Mass Effect Two grunt, like you bring him to like Eternity or whatever, and it's like he's just like oh, I'm just angry that I'm here, and like right. I feel like Mass Effect Three grunt, if you bring him to like Purgatory, he'd be like oh you know I'll have a drink, sure, like you right, know? yeah. <laughs> you actually, oh yeah, you know what? you're you're cool. I actually hang out with you now. Yeah, he's like a personality. He has a life outside of being. A pubescent Krogan. Yeah. He, I'll be excited once we get some more far in this game for some more fun grunt moments. All right. I won't say we'll, more, we'll not put, to spoil it. Yeah, we'll put those on the back burner for now. But, but well, before we talk about like, uh, I want to feel like these work like the because the racked after this, they now go work on the Crucible. Oh yes, yes, I did. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, because uh, Hackett even brings it up yeah. later that. Like the people are like like the Ragnar are doing great working on the Crucible, but they just scare the bejesus out of everybody. right. Yeah, yeah. Which would be fair. Like, how would you feel if you're like trying to work and all of a sudden these giant insects come? And you're like, oh god, I'm gonna die. Oh, they're picking up tools. Oh, they're fixing the things. All right. How, how do how do Ragnar? You know, this isn't important. It's just you mentioned them picking up tools, and I was like, how? I don't, don't they have uh, those like little like tentacle? I guess. Yeah. That, I don't. I'm not sure because I kind of want to see how they work. Like, because we know that Ragni builds ships because they build ships to get off the planet right. and do the Ragni work because they have their own ships. But they've never really shown Ragni technology. They've mentioned it, but you never actually I think see it. To I don't know. I kind of want to see them like, like. I wonder if it's like biotics. Yeah, like I'm know. looking at these these little these little fools, and frankly, I mean to. Um, the Rachni are Zerg, right? Like we can all agree. Yeah, that's yeah. Well I've I've also had that question about Zerg. Like, how do y'all build anything? You have like mandibles, like or not mandibles. You have uh, what are those like mantis claw things? Anyway, they, I'm looking at a Rachni right now. This fool does not have opposable anything. I don't know how it builds stuff. I guess they it, got mouths and tails. Well, they got those little claws in their tentacles, so. I, I guess, guess those, so. are, those are posable. I'm that well, if okay. They, if they can also mind control sentient races, then they can just like control somebody who has thumbs. But although that's oh. going to get real awkward on the crucible, because then it's like you know you come into a room and you're like, yeah, I just need to get this wrench. And you're like, oh no, I need to mind control you so you can like, like fix this window what, or something. Did yeah, you get off your planet? The only thing I can think of is that like we're all the ones we've ever seen is like the worker is like the soldiers mostly. Okay. And that the, the workers versions, and they maybe probably some other specialized rachni who have more opposal thumbs or just more ways of just manipulating things and getting it done. That's my th- my thought, and probably what it is. The ones they have, they don't have opposal thumbs because they're just there to murder, so they didn't need that. Okay. Okay. Maybe. And they could better use off not. Blade, maybe. Yeah. Give us our Mass Effect Five where we go way deep into rachni culture. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that should wrap up that mission then. So let's let's go ahead and move on to uh, talking about another another Reaper modified race uh, that we come across here in our first encounter, um, and that comes about when Shepard is uh, gets a mission from the uh, the uh, Asari to go check out a a colony that uh, has, has stopped communicating communicating and checking in and it's funny because chip you kept saying i can't wait till you get to the uh, the uh, art at yakshi monastery yes and i'm like i'm you know and i had this quest like go check out this asari colony in my quest log 
for the longest time, and it never occurred to me like, oh, that's the art at Yakshi Monastery, because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't explicitly say that. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so let's hear what happens when Shepard goes to check out the art at Yakshi Monastery. Shepard heads to an Arda Yakshi monastery on the planet Lessus. Asari commandos had previously been dispatched to purge the monastery, but communication was lost. Upon landing, Shepard finds another shuttle with a warm engine that indicates someone else just arrived. Shepard enters the darkened monastery with sounds of screeching. A commando corpse indicates that they were met by Reaper forces. Commando set a bomb in the Great Hall and Shepard needs to trigger it. Shepard heads towards the hall and encounters Samara. She is here to save two of her daughters who are residents of the monastery. Samara rushes off after a screech. Shepard heads to a courtyard and fights some reaperized Asari that are now Banshee. Shepard re-enters the building and finds a cannibal chasing an Asari. Samara saves the girl who turns out to be Philaire, one of her daughters. Philaire explains that Rila, her sister, was taken by the reaper forces to the Great Hall. When Shepard mentions the bomb, Valer storms off to the hall with Samara in pursuit. In the Great Hall, Rila is unconscious near the bomb. Valer is trying to revive Rila, but Samara is telling her it is too late. Rila wakes up with darkened eyes and tries to choke Valer. Valer knocks her back. Shepard has to fight several husks and banshees before they can trigger the bomb. After the fight, Rila awakens but in control. She takes the bomb trigger and sends everyone away. Banshees swarm the room and one slashes at Rila, but Rila is able to trigger the bomb, and the monastery explodes. Outside the ruins, Samara cannot allow her daughter to live outside the confines of the monastery, so she instead decides to take her own life. Shepard stops her and everyone agrees that Philaire can stay and rebuild the monastery. I enjoyed this mission because at the beginning... I felt like they like nailed the horror aspects. Like there's the one part where you're in like the kind of general, it's almost like a dining room or something. And like, you're using your flashlight cause the lights are out and you just hear like somebody knock a glass over somewhere. Yeah. And it's just, they, they like amped up the, the horror. And they, I mean, they do it beautifully too. Cause I mean, the banshees are, you know, they will mess you up. Yeah, and you, so, and you hear them way before you see them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still have not encountered a banshee outside of this mission yet. I'm although I I I, uh, I assume that's going to happen you soon. You'll, you'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll see more of them. They're very obnoxious. They're they're some of the worst Reaper troops. So they saved them for the late game. Oh, good. Yeah, like, uh, if you have the yeah, right, right abilities, they they melt quickly. But they they can be very annoying with the teleporting and the yeah. Well, I charged into one. And that was the wrong move because, like, I I, char- I got too close. I charged in, I got too close, and then, then yeah, she just like melted my face. That was a like, great right. message to us. You're like, hey guys, don't charge, a, don't charge a uh, a banshee. I did that. I died. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I I mean, you can if you if you're you know if you've got like the right. Com- I mean, I'm still cheesing my way through the game, so. Uh, but you mostly you shouldn't. <laughs> no. No. And you don't want to no, leave they're... like a banshee for last and then charge it and have nowhere no, to no, no, be no, no, no. because that's not fun. Man, those those yeah. fools got claws. Like big nasty hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well they, they they really like like the brute is very large, but the banshees are t- super tall. It's mm-hmm. just like giant giant units. It's like and the Asari themselves, not really that that that, well, that I tall. Think they're, is, they, well, I think it's because they're floating. 
So like, and I, like, I don't think you can really see their, maybe you can see their legs. I don't know. I just feel like because they're floating, it makes them look even taller than they are because they're already a bit off the ground. I don't think they float. I don't think they float. I think they actually are walking. I'll have to go check that. I'll have to double check. Like, but, Maybe they are. I, I just, I, I don't know. I just saw the hotel they were. I assume they were. <laughs> no, I, I think they are literally like just their entire body structure is just elongated and just kind of stretched. And like you can see like their mother, their bones and everything else. Like they're partially mechanic, but they look just more, more demonic than most of the other Reaper forces. They do. Yeah. It, it almost feels a bit like. I mean, like, okay, you look at, like, how the Reapers treated the humans, like, okay, we're just gonna, like, turn into these, like, basic zombie husks. Nothing real special there. And it's, like, for the Asari, it's, like, they're, like, oh, no, we're gonna delight in torturing you. Like, we're gonna make this as painful and, and you know, horrific on, on you and just, you know, really make you suffer as we convert you to a, you know, into a banshee. I mean, uh, you know, even like the Turians, like they're they're pretty straightforward. It's like okay, they just kind of like stretch out the frill a little bit. The the brutes, okay, the brutes are pretty pretty gnarly in that regard as well. Um, I feel like it's almost like they look at like which are the toughest races, and they don't they don't regard humans as tough, which is funny because Shepard is like the you know like the biggest thorn in their side. But you know, like the Asari, they're like okay, like you with your biotics, you can be a pain, and the Krogan just because you're you know just super tough, you can be a pain. Well, We're really gonna you know work you over and make you work you know so our own minion. Yeah, it also could be the fact that like most of the other races are more specialized in what they can do. The humans are supposed to have like a, a ton of genetic diversity, so the, it's very basic because it's the easiest thing for the make. There's too many variations that they try to go too extreme right. when they're trying to force something you just too many variations on it maybe that's how they get the different types of like the exploding husks mm -hmm. and the what was it because you were asking about that in the one mission in the the dead reaper mission yeah in uh, mass effect 2 about why are there maybe it's just because of genetic diversity like certain certain people become explosive husks and certain people become just regular oh, yeah. husks that's a possibility i hadn't considered that but I do think like the Reapers take just take like the best most special part of a race and just amplify it to eleven. Cause Yeah, yeah, I guess you can't really take like humanity's like intelligence and adaptability, like and and do much with that from a we're gonna mess with you kind of standpoint. Well they tried. They've been trying to make a Reaper out of us, so Yeah, also true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was Shepard's first Reaper that he killed with his hands. <laughs> right. But one thing I noticed in this mission that I thought was interesting is just the severe amount of hate that the commandos have for the Yardic Yakshi. Like, there was no, hey, let's check on these guys. It's, we've got to nuke this place. Oh, yeah. Well, all, but even then, Shepard's kind of like on board with that. Is like, if this place was, you know, corrupted by the Reapers, like, yeah, that, that's actually the right call. <laughs> yeah, I was also kind of yeah. surprised that they, they're, they're very forceful just to kill the Yardic Yakshi. I'm like, they, they really didn't do anything. Like, I guess destroy the, 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 the ones that are in Reaper 5, but the ones that are still alive, like, what are you doing? I mean, I, well, I think they're just that vilified by Asari society, which, to be fair, like, they're sort of, um, I guess, kind of like a praying mantis. I don't, this is my second call to a praying mantis in this episode. It's pretty good. Uh, like, they kill you when, you know, they seduce you and then they murder you, which is bad. That's also why this is a monastery. Like, there's no, there's no mating, there's no, there. it's like literally just, prayer and everything else right and oh. like we only had like really like out of the three of samara's daughters like all of them are already actually but two of them did try to like lead project at least yeah I, I 
what's up at this monastery, right? Like, like when you're not there and the Reapers haven't invaded to make a bunch of banshees, um, how tough is it at this monastery to be like, hey, what's up? And everybody's like, no, come on. I know, you know, come on. Well, there's the, there's the one uh, story you can kind of follow uh, where if you find the data pads of uh, the one uh, art at Yakshi who's, you know, she's like, oh, let's smuggle a movie in and watch a movie. And then later on you find uh, a note from the headmistress like, oh, yeah, that art, you know, that one, she's a little too romantic. Like, you know, yeah. we, we've got clearance to go visit the Citadel. And yeah, she's not allowed to come because she's going to be a problem. I missed that line. That's interesting. Yeah, there it's it's definitely in there. I think there's like a data pad or something. And yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a yeah, it's it's the Yaris is the art at Yakshi. She she yeah, cuz at first she smuggles a movie in and then she's, you know, like, "Oh, let's let's all watch the movie. It's some like rom-com or something." I thought let's, it was like then, um what was the movie that uh Neff had in Mass Effect 2 when you do the um you do the Samara loyalty mission. I feel I think it was the same movie. Oh, you you might have been right. Yeah. You might have been right. Yes. Yes. Toyota Yaris. Yes. But yeah, no, but then the, the headmistress, I think her name was like uh, Galax, I think was her name. Was her, your Jelle? Uh, yeah, Galle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like the, the matriarch that runs the place. Like, you know, they had arranged, it was the Thessia, not to the Citadel. But yeah, they had arranged a, a visit to Thessia. That's right. And yeah. She, she's like, she's too romantic. She can't come. She's going to be a liability. You know, if, if, you know, and it's one of those things too. I mean, she's got to worry about all of the, you know, the people in the monastery that like, you can't bring anybody who's going to be a problem because then they're not going to be allowed back to Thessia. So, right. you, you know, you got to make sure everybody, you trust them to be on their best behavior. You can't have an incident because it's going to reflect poorly on all of them. Yeah. yeah. Makes a whole lot of sense. Cause if you don't want like, if you don't want just to come around, just, just kill all of you, it's like, well, better be on our best behavior. Right. Uh, yeah, so so if you have Morinth alive, Morinth is just a banshee. He, when you show up, there's no interacting with her, and you just have to put her down just, and mm-hmm. encounter her. Yeah, it just has a nameplate says Morinth. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think she shows up here. I think she shows up in the Earth mission. That might be. It. Oh. Um, oh. Okay, never mind. I think I. I'm. I. I uh, distant memory. I've, so I've never let Morinth live because she creeps me out too much. <laughs> what you don't want to get a game over screen with her romance well, not really but y'all she just terrifies me i'm like you know you, should, you could just uh hey samara take her out i like you better yeah i mean i i appreciate samara more i think she's got more of that like in like a weird way she kind of reminds me of uh xena yeah yeah i see yeah. that yeah, Morinth does appear on uh, on Earth, and apparently Morinth does try to send an email to Ryla to find out just to see how they're doing, but the headmistress keeps it away from them. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about Morinth then when we get to Earth. But uh, I mean, there's not much to say. That, like, she literally is just a, another banshee with a specific nameplate. Yeah, that's literally she's like, uh, but, she's the same like same model. It just has a nameplate yeah. difference. Uh, but uh, as, as we said, though, Samara, if she's alive, she shows up here, uh, you know, and, and she's got her two daughters, uh, Rila and Philair, um, who, of course, you know, Philair, you, you save from uh, being you know, chased down by a cannibal. And she's like, oh, they took Rila. And then, yeah, of course, you know, then you find Rila later. And, yeah, she's been in the process of being turned. 
she isn't a banshee yet but she's already being like controlled because like she she pushes back on Falaire and then she gains enough control again to sort of save everybody in the end yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm kind of curious how do they change them in this one because like i know the husks they get they use dragon spike teeth and everything else but how do they change them into banshees or the other ones into other races like what is the method of changing these inject spores like like machines into you or something yeah yeah i mean look at what happened to Saren at the end of mass effect one like you know mm-hmm. when he was just a corpse like they they had enough yeah i think you're right they had enough like nanotech and just like mm-hmm. various machine pieces they've already grafted into him that like basically like anything that was flesh related fell away and he was just like uh you know sort of a a, a, a turian reaper you know yeah, he, he kind point. of when you look at when Saren, you look at me, actually does look like like a proto marauder, a proto brute. Yeah, he's the brutes have the same kind of little flat head. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, space magic, space exactly. magic. Well, that's biotics. <laughs> yep, yeah, but yeah. So I, yeah, I was you know enjoying this mission aside from you know the parts where I was charging the the, the art Yakshi or no, the banshees rather. But then you, you get to the end where, uh, you know, after you the uh, Rila blows up the the bomb and, and you know, the, yeah. the Banshees are all taken out. Yeah. And, and now you're out in the snow. I should mention the fact that Rila does uh, temporarily gain control of herself. Yes. Yeah. She gets her. Yeah. She gets her, her wits back long enough to, to blow everything up. Yeah. And that was a cool sequence, too. Like everybody's rushing out of the bomb, you know, rushing out of the into the elevator. And then you've got they just a ton of Banshees just coming in. And and even then, you know, she gets gutted by the uh, the, the head banshee or whatever. Mm-hmm. But of course, she'd already hit the trigger. So, you know, that was a nice little sequence. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Samara and Falaire and Shepard outside in the snow, and Samara's like, "Okay, well, like my daughter can't live without a monastery." So then Samara puts the gun to her own head. Like, well, I, I've clearly failed here. Like, I, you know, I, I, you know, I can't be her her parent if if I have a Ardit Yakshi daughter that's freely running around. And I'm like whoa like i know samara has her justicar code and there's a lot of rules to asari culture and all this and stuff but like i think i mean i part of this like i think samara is just really tired and kind of done at this point and she she succumbs another daughter so she doesn't yeah she doesn't want to kill her one remaining daughter and she's just like i i'm done i'm over it shep like i gotta go uh and you know you can talk her down from it but um yeah it's really tragic. Like, oh yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing is like, I did not see that coming. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. like she's probably gonna try to kill her daughter. I'm gonna have to, like, I know, like you know, she- Shepard. Like, I've played enough of these missions to be like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, there's gonna be the red option and the blue option right. and the white option. White option is like the worst outcome because you didn't have enough blue points in red or blue. And then either Shepard's gonna like yell at yell at her to be like, you know, you're better than this, you know, snap out of it or whatever. Then the, the blue option is gonna be like, no, you're okay. Like, you know, yeah. you know, love and happiness and we'll get through it like okay I, like i knew that was coming i just didn't expect it to be like oh no she's gonna put the gun to her own head i'm like whoa like you are at a whole different level of affected by this than i was expecting and it's like you know okay as i said i've been trying to like slowly you know work my way to into romancing samara that was the first time i'm like whoa maybe i picked the wrong i was like is it too late <laughs> to go you know start hanging out with ellie again <laughs> but hey at least if you have enough points you can uh let Samara not shoot herself in the head and her daughter will come to the room and say, Hey, you know what? I could just stay here. It's maybe ruined, but it's still technically a building. I could just stay here. Why would you do yeah. that? 
that is so weird to me. Like, oh, it was crawling with banshees and the corpse of my dead sister is downstairs, but I'll I'll chill here. Oh, I, I would think with the proximity of her sister to the bomb, I don't think there's much of a corpse there. Touche. Maybe a hand. <laughs> but I mean, at that point, I mean, it's, why would you stay there only because it's like, there's nothing there. You're in the middle right. of nowhere. And like the one facility that had any kind of supplies is now gone. Like the whole reason they put that monastery there is because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Right, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, like what are you just going to live off the land? Like, what are you going to doesn't work on this planet? Because if you read the codex and everything else, this planet is not really well made, well made for doing that. It's very hard, very harsh. It's right. very hard to make anything, anything grow, anything just work out here. Which is how you keep people in the monastery is like, that's the only sort of place you can reasonably live. So there's no right. escape except to get off world, which, you know, is hard. Yeah. And and I mean, I assume they had to have like regular supplies coming in or whatever. So like, is she just going to like, you know, I guess she's going to, I mean, she kind of says like, oh, I'll rebuild the monastery. Like, or at least, you know, like tr- sort of try to, you know, I can't imagine she's going to rebuild that whole structure, but like at least kind of start a group like, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's not like they're they're gonna stop making art at Yakshi. Like if they could stop that, they would have done that ages ago. Um, so I mean, more are gonna have to show up and go somewhere. But like, yeah, you like you need a facility, you need a building. You you know, you can't just be out in the the snowy wilderness. Right? Like, maybe maybe she's uh, also an engineer and just is very good at building stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I mean, it is interesting because I guess because we we meet like Falaire and Rila in the context of a greater threat in the context of their monastery, it's a lot different than, you know, how we were introduced to Morinth because one of the things about Morinth is like, as you're dealing with her, there's sort of that question, like, well, it's like, that's her nature. Like she can't help, but be this way. Right. And so like, is that the nature of then just Morinth or like, are all Arat Yakshi like this predatory? And, you know, when you meet Rila and Falaire, I mean, on the one hand, like Shepard has to be the first human you figure that they've seen in ages or ever. Be- or, well, I, I mean, maybe not ever. I mean, like, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, like, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Because I think when Wait, Samara I mean, gets here, she like says she hasn't seen her daughters in, in at least a century. With yeah, that's Keeping true. Lions, that's well before. I, think, I think hasn't been there a century. So. They probably haven't met a human. Yeah. But do Asari, do the Arda Yakshi prey on other Asari or do they only prey on the weaker races? No, they prey on Asari too. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, then, so, I mean, you have to figure, yeah, like, I mean, to keep them from preying on each other, like they all have to have some level of composure and sort of control over their problem that they're not openly as malicious as uh morinth comes across well that's also pro- also why they have the scripture and everything else there why they're living a religious kind of a pious life is and give them like things like their own world is harsh working because they have to work hard give them distractions so they don't feel the need to pray right yeah so i guess living in like a tent outside of a blown up shell of a building is gonna give you enough distraction that you won't feel the need to pray, but nobody's coming to for you to pray on anyway. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I mean it. It feels a bit like also you were leaving Falaire there to die. It depends on what on if that's like the the praying is actually what they all do too. Because they are actually like they, they can at least they can they don't they can mess up the mind it doesn't mean they have to. 
means they might just more might have just been really more bloodthirsty. They're like, oh, I could do that. Cool. Right. She was obviously not willing to go to a place like this. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which tracks. I mean, that's not it's not crazy. Uh, so one one other note here is that uh, Samara does show up on the Citadel later uh, after this mission, um, assuming she doesn't, you know, kill herself. Uh, but uh, yeah, she says that she wanted to see Shepard one last time and that uh, the Justicars are dwindling in combat, so she may not survive. Uh, but she but she just wants to tell Shepard to spend time with those you care for. Yeah, she, she also says her, nice. her order might not survive because yes, they're losing right. a lot of Justicars. Yes, which makes sense because, I mean, you figure the, Just, the Justicars are like the Spectres. Like, they're going to be on the front line. And when you're on the front line against the Reaper, uh, you know, there's not much you can do. <laughs> yeah, you know. but I don't know if they can biotically pick up a giant spaceship. Like, uh, well. One thing I did think was cool in this is like there's a part where like Samara and Falera like kind of like using their biotics to like float around, you know, like she jumps off yeah. like a balcony or whatever. Yeah. And, she, and I'm like, well, how come more biotics aren't doing this? <laughs> They're not. I, like, Liara, why haven't you been doing this? Like, so, okay, Liara has no excuse. Liara has no excuse. Um, another Mass Effect Andromeda reference. If you are like super biotic in Andromeda, uh, there's normally like a booster pack that you can use to like hop around. You use your biotics instead. It's sick. Oh, oh cool. I have to try that next time I play. But yeah, it, yeah, it does would. sort of beg the, or it you know raises a question like, why not in this game? Like you have control over mass, so control your own mass and fly because that's sick. To, to be fair, Shepard just learned how to jump, so maybe the biotics are just like, <laughs> oh hey, whoa, <laughs> we can, and only in certain, only over small gaps, not on top yes. of. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's totally not a uh, programming or gameplay limitation or anything else like that. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody's now I want to play Andromeda again. Damn. I do this. <laughs> I have a feeling like as we get further Andromeda. and further along, we're going to want to be like, oh, like this ties into something in Andromeda. Or this relates to something in Andromeda. So we'll have to. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll, we'll keep our options open here. But uh, yeah, I think. I think it's going to wrap this up, right? Anything else to say about Samara or uh, the art at Yakshi or the monastery? Feels bad, man. That's it. Well, I, I think you did make a, a note here of the Doom flashlight. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I make that every time. Every time we go into a dark space, I'm like, Doom flashlight. They, yeah, they, they, I mean, they did do a nice job with this. And you can, you know, have your gun and flashlight at the same time. What's up, Doom 3? Uh, yeah. Like, but that game, like, they, they clearly did a lot with the lighting in this game and wanted to show it off. And this was definitely like this one. And I think the Mars mission is the other one mm-hmm. where you really get to kind of like play around with the dark yeah. space. Yeah, this cool. one feels like that the more worse just because the terrifying sounds and the, the, yes. the noise. Yeah. Yeah. The ambient. Well, because that's the thing is like, you know, like, you know, that like there's the, 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 the Banshees are here. Like you, you have, or at least you have an idea, like something is out there mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of how, when are they going to reveal it to you? Because that, that part there where you're in the dark and like you hear the glass and then I think it even turns out like Liara did it or something. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, like that was a nice little funny moment, but still like, you know, very well done. Um, but it's just like, you're just, you know, they're just building tension and yeah. you're just like, where, like, when's it going to come? Where's it going to come from? Um, I do want to go back to one thing about Liara for a moment because uh, she does say, uh, when she sees the Banshee for the first time, she's like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe the Reapers did this. Those were people. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, you've seen husks. Yeah. You've seen marauders. You've seen 
all these other races get converted, but it's you know it's when your own race gets converted by the the, the Reapers. That's when you respond like those were people. Like wait, wait, you know, thanks. it's like do you not see the other races as people? Race. Yeah, I thought we had a thing, Liara. What's up? Right. Yeah. What about my people? Whole... What about all these husks? All these GD husks were killing all the time. I think you brought you brought Javik on this mission as well, Nick. Yes. Got how he, he 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 makes the comment of just how he would not let these creatures survive if it was his his choice. Like his people would he, just. Yeah, not, I mean, he says that about everybody, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You you yeah. Anytime you meet a th- you meet a threat and like Shepard shows any kind of like mercy, he's like, you know, I would have just killed it. Like I don't know why you didn't. <laughs> like yeah, Javik. I'm. I, I'm getting a little tired of Javik's shtick. I'm, I'm, you know, like, okay, yeah, you would have, yeah, you would have shot it. Or, okay, whatever. Go back to your pod for another fifty thousand. How? He, I make sure that you bring him to. Uh, uh, there's a post Quarian mission that you'll be coming up. Bring him, bring him with Liara. I to that. I probably will. I probably, I probably will. I generally try to bring him anywhere. The, um, but I get yeah. it. Like he is, he's, he is kind of like a one note. Like I. I just murder everything. Like, okay, okay, dude. Okay. I have vengeance. I have the night. Wait, that's wrong. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so all of that said, uh, thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. And thank you for listening. We are at squad goals N seven on Twitter. Also at the mash network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WD. It's where double Y-E-W-D-E-E. Uh, and here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every couple of weeks we talk about all the good stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Kura, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kurabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurabara. And then you can also find me occasionally talking about uh, Apex Legends on uh, Apex Legends show, Dropping Spicy. You can follow us. At dropping spicy. What you, Nick? What you do? I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know. Let us know if we've missed anything else other than uh, Ashley beating a lieutenant commander uh, at squad goals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining Squad Goals membership at $1.25 per episode, $5 a month, or you can provide general support for $2 a month. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, Uplay, and more. Or check out our PayPal one-time donation link over mtb.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. 
If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 